0: hey guys it's a legend welcome back to this week's episode of the real quarantine show you know what we've got a bit of a bonus for you because not only do we have a brand new episode we have actually classic episodes because before we came to you we were on another network and we played a bunch of cool shows andy tell the people what you thought of those old shows we,
1: geez it's uh All these shows are great. I mean, I always say, you know, our, what we do is for the love of the business. Uh, We've had great episodes. I've been able to uh, talk with some of the the guys from Puerto Rico about Puerto Rico memories. We've talked a lot of uh, history. Uh, One of my favorites is talking not once, but twice with the Tennessee stud, Ron Fuller.
0: I mean, that's incredible. Who would have? I would never have thought a year ago, a guy who loves wrestling history, that I would ever have a chance to actually talk and ask questions to the Tennessee Stud. That was amazing. Elio, what kind of great memories do you have on this show? Yeah, there are so many great episodes. And we've had uh, a couple that come to mind. Of course, Continental, uh, the Ron Fuller episodes, both times we had him on. As well It's one of my favorites, the Madison Square Garden Glory Days. Oh yeah, and we've had some great people. We've had uh, Dilo Brown, um, Savio Vega. We've had some really fun guys. We've had some great old veterans. We've had some young up-and-coming stars. And that's what this show is, you're going to see in the future is going to be all about that. We're going to encapsulate history. We're going to talk about topics of today. We're going to talk about the things that you guys want to talk about. And these little background, these classic episodes of ours, we'll go back, revisit those, some of the things we've done in the last year, and off and on we'll be going forward with a whole bunch of new things so we look forward to seeing you all welcome back to the real quarantine
2: yo listen 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 this is the real canadian crusher and you are listening and maybe watching Uh, i'm not quite sure uh, what you're doing right now but uh, either or uh, you're listening to the real quarantine show and uh, keep listening don't stop listening Uh, otherwise i may have to hurt you
0: Hey folks welcome to another edition of the real quarantine show i'm your host the legend t james logan with me as always the clean cut the ever shaven oh well, no sorry i guess that's the lone wolf andy anderson andy pleasure as always <laughs> and speaking of clean shaven look at this guy's he got the, the face of a little boy that's <laughs> elio the gentleman <laughs> Canal. it's great to be here excellent how you doing guys how, how was your week andy Good, good. Just uh, busy being clean shaven, and uh, uh, yeah, you're failing miserably. You're failing miserably at that clean shaven thing. Take one real week question. off of shaving. Look what happens. Yeah, and look at Elio. The real to be question honest, is: Do the... you're going to see Elio if a half an hour goes by, he hasn't shaved? It's going to be like a full beard because <laughs> it's ridiculous. What was that, AJ? What was the real question?
2: I'm going to say the real question is: do the, Does the carpet match the drapes?
0: Oh, I don't want to know. Please, please, AJ. What?
3: That's oh, the. Wait,
0: it is al- it is
3: almost point. Halloween, right. right, Andy?
0: <laughs> That'll be scaring some. You leaders. guys want
1: to see something really scary?
0: Go! <laughs> no. no, we do not. That first voice you heard is uh, our first guest, the Canadian Crusher, AJ Sanchez. AJ, welcome back to the well. Welcome to our new show. Our new yeah. This is my this is my debut now. I guess right. This is your debut. This is your debut. And coming in to make a run in if he has to to get you out of trouble. We're talking about Javier Oist. Javier.
3: Thanks for having me back on. Back on, but on again, but for the new show. New (laughs) new show. We're ready to go.
0: Well, you know what? Back on
1: again for the first time. Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, folks, you know what? This may be a new show, but uh, if you've listened to the old show, we're still doing the the same kind of stuff that uh, you guys like. We're going to try to dive into history, dive into all kinds of topics. Today's a topic-heavy one. It's a topic we talked about on our old show. And what the heck now? Oops. Oh, sorry about that. Technical problems. Did we lose somebody? Yeah, There we go. So what we're going to talk about is, um, well, we're going to talk about villains. Now, this is a topic that we've talked about quite a bit, and it's an interesting thing because... I don't care what anyone says. Wrestling isn't survive it hasn't survived this long. It isn't interesting to fans simply because it's two guys in tights grappling for power or moves. It's always come down to some kind of psychological story. Something that pulls at you. There's been a, and and sometimes that story is even translated in what's going on in the ring. So today we're going to talk about something that's a key part of the thing we have talked about it Andy has said many times you need a dragon slayer and you need a dragon it's not fun if it's just two dragon slayers standing around you know let's wrestle a bit I, I don't know but let's talk about villains and first of all I want to ask you guys who here is more of a fan than villains than the faces who, who loves the villains more Ooh, well, even yeah 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 let's face it right why uh, AJ, why are the villains much more
2: exciting? Um, I mean, that's a good question. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence a little bit. So as a fan, uh, before getting into the business, uh, I would have said I enjoyed the, the uh, counterparts to the villains more so. Um, as somebody in the business now, um, speaking on that, you can, there's so much more that you can do and be, and, and you, know, you interact obviously with the crowd differently. Uh, whereas the baby faces generally uh, have one character and one, you know, one mission and, and initiative and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's just there's more things I think you can do as as the villain. Uh, and that's probably more entertaining and, you know, to me anyway.
0: OK. Um, it, so let's let's talk about uh, Andy. Yep. Come on, man. Uh, why, why to you are villains more exciting?
1: Um, I don't know. Exciting is the right word. I for me, it's 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 more entertaining
0: mm-hmm.
1: and more. You know, I, I dare say almost more instrumental, and it almost and it goes back to what you said about what I've said about you know the the bigger the the dragon, then the better the dragon slayer. And if you just have the the two dragon slayers, two baby faces, I mean, it can make for an entertaining uh, wrestling match if the right story is told and the right things are done. But pro wrestling. You know, when we talk storytelling. It, it that's what it, it comes down to: good versus evil. And for me personally, uh, I love pushing the buttons. I love trying to figure out what it's going to take to elicit uh, a negative response, a negative reaction from the crowd. You know, there's, there can be some general things, but a lot of times it can be specific. You know, like what uh, you know what I what I do. Uh, in Edmonton might not work if I came to work with AJ in Winnipeg and maybe we figured some stuff out in Winnipeg and then maybe we travel to go see Javier and we do some stuff there and you know we got to change you know you got to fine-tune things change things up and and figure out what works and uh, to me it's about I, I'll tell people it's eliciting that emotional response and, and one is especially nowadays, it's because you know even we showed here, there's five of us and we all said we prefer heels over baby faces. And maybe AJ, maybe you can speak this after too. I mean, it's I think it's easier to be a heel, but at the same time in 2021, granted I haven't wrestled in almost two years, but uh, it, it's it's actually almost harder to be a heel too, because people will want to cheer you even when you're not a baby face. So if you're going to take the route of being a cool baby face uh, or a cool heel that sucks because you're making it tougher on the person you're working with so you have to work harder to figure out how to be hated and have the people booing you and uh, that's to me it, it, it's a challenge that you know that that I love like I'm uh, you you know you've seen you know, you've seen our shows and I think I'm one of the few heels that truly gets heat and, and uh, it's it's something I'm proud of and I it's it's uh, at the end of the day it, it's it's awesome when you know you win a match and the crowd either goes silent or they're extremely ticked off and the other half of that is when you get beat and the crowd is ecstatic you know that they're you know they're happy that they're their, their guys won but they're also happy the fact that you got beat.
3: Mm-hmm. I want to. Uh, I want to ask Andy just a, one yeah. thing. <laughs> when you say that you really get heat, um, when you I've seen matches of yours, but when you used when you work in in Puerto Rico, not not right. and not anything recent. Yeah. But when you say you get real heat, is it is it uh, something you do, or is it, is it your look? And you see, you seem like a pretty calm guy, and I know yes. you do. You do the weights and all that. You probably leave all the all the anger there. But when you when you when you leave the curtains and you go to the ring, do you transform into someone else? That and that's what people don't like. What exactly happens?
1: Uh, to a large degree, yeah. I think it's once you know, like once you go through that curtain. For me, that, that switch gets flicked. Um,
3: you're like time that you're basically saying, okay, time to work. You know, you just kind of turn into your wrestling. You turn you turn to dial up, as they say.
1: Yeah, and and one of the and one of the best one of the best explanations that I've heard uh, to kind of paraphrase that I've used for me, it's and this kind of goes back to what I was talking about was was JBL talking about being a heel, and you know when he was talking about the towel that he had when he was you know he was doing that character, it's and it's it's kind of like you know I you know he said I'm a calm guy, I like to think I'm a pretty nice guy, easygoing. and it's like but you know, you still see jerks and you still see assholes in everyday life it's like okay why is this person a jerk why is this person an asshole okay well it's this quality because they do this they don't do this you know it's all these little things so to me it's like everything you know maybe some of it's a bit of a you know a bit of a blow-off but it's okay well all these things that are the jerk things the asshole things these are what i want to take and once i go through that curtain these are now my tools so jbl was talking about this guy walking around the gym and with the the towel around his neck and what a what a jerk or something he He was he might be a nice guy but just
3: what he's doing is just like you just want to like who is this jerk he might be a nice guy but just what he's doing he's already getting heat and he might not even know it
1: (laughs) it's exactly for me it's like even like one of the one of the early ones and i mean guys do it now like but i still do like i'm i'm a gum chewer when i wrestle and so, even like now, you watch guys, and and you can see the kind of it's usually, especially the heels, the smarmy ones are doing like the open, big open mouth chew. The
3: <laughs>
1: and it just to me, like it just like just looks aggravating. And and that's just, I mean, for me, it's like I do it because it's like it helps keep my mouth moist, and I just whatever. You know, but,
3: as a fan, let me just let me just yep. comment one thing on the on the gum chewing. As a fan, when I see a heel or even a baby face or a cocky baby face when they're chewing gum, to yep. me. If you go into that kayfabe mode, it's like they're underestimating their opponent. Like, I'm just out. I'm, I, I, I can be chewing gum, and I'm going to beat your clown. This is, you know, we're going to be out of here in no time. I don't have to. I don't have to throw us out. And he's not respecting yep. his opponent. You know,
1: yeah. that, you know that's fair. That, My like a Don
3: Morocco eating that sub, that <laughs> like sub, <laughs> like the sandwich, uh, kicking that that guy's butt. You know, remember if everyone's <laughs> seen that, you know, I,
0: know I, I, can, that. I can honestly say have having seen Andy wrestle many times. Um, it's, it's, it's his ability to act, to be honest, because he has this ability to not to, to minimalize what he's doing, but to maximize the attitude of it. You know, he comes out and he has the appearance of someone who could probably really hurt you. You know, he looks like a legitimate guy, you know, sometimes you see some wrestlers, you know, and we talked about a few of them at the beginning of the show that were kind of like, they come on, you're like, yeah, I could put on tights and look like that. Or, you know. And he looks like a guy where you're like, if you didn't know him, and he keeps a very serious face, and you don't talk to him, he looks like a guy like, that guy might hit me. And uh,
1: well, That guy's a bully. You know, That's what yeah. I'm for. and so he does I want a, to be a bullying
0: bully. stuff. He does a swagger, and uh, he, he portrays to people that he is a total bully. And yeah. One of the things I find very interesting uh, is the evolution of what wrestling is now to its genesis, you know? We started at the turn of the century where it was legitimate fights. And this is where we're going to get into it because like there is also calls now, were they that legitimate fights, especially near the end, where you'd have two guys who would stand in a thing and they would grapple or fist fight or whatever. And these these contests would go for hours. You know, you'd have like hundreds of people crowded around these guys as they stood toe to toe and, and, and did these things. Um, and it was a draw, but it 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 had that same thing that the problem you find with, like, uh, UFC, okay? UFC is cool in the fact that it's real, you know, if that's what you really want to see. But the problem becomes is a UFC star cannot compete and fight every single night. It's Their bodies aren't, let's face it, we're humans. We we stu- You stub your toe, it hurts. So imagine a guy punching you in the head, stomach, face, wherever, continuously for 10 minutes, and then you're expected to do that the next day. Well, you may be able to do that for a little bit, but when these guys are so highly trained, it's pretty darn hard on the body. And, I mean, what's the leeway time? Does anyone know what kind of break, uh, if you're a UFC fighter, you have between fights regularly? Like, It's, it's got to be, what, at least eight, nine months as a minimum. So,
3: I think that's more boxing. I think UFC is maybe less, right? Yeah, I'm I not think sure. So. I it it three, three, four it months, de- maybe?
1: Yeah, it de- I think it depends, like, on on the individuals, and it's like... You know, because if a guy comes, if a guy comes into a fight and knocks out a guy in like 15 seconds in the first round, mm-hmm. you know, Chan's like he's fresh, like why wouldn't he be able to take a fight again in like three months or
3: something? Right. If so, they don't, if, if no one wants to book him, that that might be that might extend his time between fights after that, <laughs> right? But, uh, so
0: but there's I'm no there's dip- no
3: rule, right? There's no rule where after right your fight uh you gotta wait five well, months or
0: there probably is some sort of rule in some uh-huh. things with with ufc i'm pretty sure they've got something who knows uh-huh. but the thing is they won't allow that to happen on a nightly basis right now and we know professional wrestlers wrestle quite a bit right i mean if you could i mean aj if they allowed you how many days a year would you wrestle if you could be booked what would be your 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 minimum if they said AJ will book you as much as you want all around how many in one year 356 days how many bookings are you taking
2: I'd probably have to look and see what the pay is first
0: uh, we're talking <laughs> good pay. no we're talking a good pay what's the
2: I mean oh that's uh, that's tough to say I really I don't know having not been presented with that but um, yeah, maybe so this is a bit of a long answer but As I've gotten older, uh, when I was younger, it was all about getting to the town, going out that night, getting in the car the next day, going to the next town. Whereas uh, now that I'm older, I like to take in the sights. So if I get the opportunity to travel somewhere, I like Mm -hmm. to plan a day around so I can enjoy what I'm doing. So, um, you know, my answer now is probably different than it was years ago. Uh, So I probably wouldn't wrestle seven days a week. I've done it. I've done 38-day tours in a row. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I could go either way. I guess it would just be circumstance. Uh, where right. am I?
0: But so, let's it, face it. A majority of people would want the more bookings they could possibly get if they were it, get well paid and, and, and receiving, you know, not grueling travel. You know what I mean? Uh, we've yeah. talked to Evan Ginsberg. I mean, his film, 350 Days, is all about wrestlers wrestling 350 days in a year, you know? So why is that possible is because wrestling is a work art, Right. You know, that we, we know that what's predetermined of what's going to happen. And when Andy punches AJ in the face, he's not really punching him deep hard in the face. I mean, you'd want to. I mean, look at AJ. You'd probably <laughs> want to smack that look right off his face. But it doesn't happen. And I want to cite back to when we talked with Ron Fuller, and I've heard him talk about the genesis of, of wrestling. And we go back to this time where guys were – doing these fights and they're fighting for three hours straight and then it would take a break between times and it would be a great money draw that one time but then there's a long time between the next one and you get it going and then uh, Roy Welch got this idea of like if only there was a way we could do this every night in a new town like a circus you know we move from town to town putting on the same show Andy and and AJ are gonna fight each other in New York, and then they're going to fight each other uh, the next night in New Jersey. And back in the day, there's no internet, so nobody's really uh, saying this. And it isn't big enough that it's not giant newspaper reporting going on here. So basically, they had to come up with an idea to move from show to show, right? How do we do this? And it's sort of like, I guess, in a way like circuses and carnivals, because, you know, we've heard people refer to wrestling as carnies or, or stuff like that. This is kind of the genesis of that a traveling show but just like any secret that you know you need to add more to it you know just because andy and aj are going to fight each other in every town along the way i have to have more than just a reason that there's just these two guys wanting to fight each other every night so then became the high drama and the best way to do it the most effective way is to have one guy who's the underdog who's the hero that you kind of believe in and the one dastardly dude who's done the things to evoke the wrath of our hero and that is a formula that has sold through wrestling for many many years uh off the top of your head elio who do you think is the most successful villain and name the one thing you think that he was did that was so villainous that made him that
3: way i think uh one that comes to mind, first name, Roddy Piper.
0: Okay. So did mine too. I
3: mean, some so, so, the, of the promos that he would cut, a lot of,
0: a lot of things he'd said back then, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be able to say today. Okay. Uh, Andy, give me a villain and a, and a, a horrendous act.
1: Uh, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily a horrendous act, but I'm going to go with Ric Flair.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: just the fact of, uh you know staying on top as a champion for, for so long but the key ingredient there is that he always cheated to win or he always had help mm-hmm. and that was the thing so you could talk about being the best and especially back in the day when you know times and good versus evil was more simple it was just this guy saying hey you know i'm the best i beat this guy fair and square flair and square and you know he didn't and that just riled people And was just that was it it's just that he you know, cheated to win cheated
0: to win i mean right all right javier I would go
3: with the original Sheik out mm-hmm. of Detroit. It just uh, you—you've spoken about this before, and, and it really made me think that you were on the on on the money when you said there there were a lot of heels, and they would have a a reason for what they're doing, a little more like, uh, more than just hurt the opponent, more than just exert violence on their opponent. But the Sheik seemed like he was just. Crazy, and he just wanted what just wanted to hurt his opponent, just like Abdullah the Butcher.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, these guys are the kind of heels that, yes, there are. We have these extreme, these hardcore death matches, and you know, you can you can argue that they're more violent or they're more you know more extreme than what the hardcore wrestling used to be. But these matches are super. Uh, choreographed and planned, meaning the placement of the things are are mm-hmm. part of the match. They're so they're so they're there, and the sheik w- would just go out there, and Abdullah Butcher would just go out there like a, like a bull, and just go straight at the opponent and just uh, violence on the opponent. Not so many like gimmicks and and, and, and yeah. tricks and props. And props, yeah. that's the word. So I think in a way that's scarier than mm-hmm. the death matches, which. One hundred percent respect for the guys who put their bodies through that, but that mm-hmm. is just a total different animal, in my opinion. There, maybe they came from the stuff that the Sheikh and Abdul the Butcher would do, and and, and and But it's it's just it's just a different different. Um, they're almost like making it not as natural, not not not, not like a not like an organically occurring violence,
0: you know. Right. So I would go with the Sheikh, you know. And it's interesting. Yes. You also point up a difference that we're going to touch. And on. And the fireball, of course. Yeah. <laughs> right good old flash paper anyways um, <laughs> there's also and there's many reasons why um just took a look at those two examples you brought up versus you know abdullah the butcher uh the sheik versus uh the death match wrestlers today um the death match wrestlers, yeah they're doing some horrific stuff they're maybe even doing stuff that's much more painful much more scarring much more crazy but do you notice the feeling and the difference when you go to see, you know, if uh, me and uh, me and uh, Andy are going to go see a, a death match? OK, we know we're going to go, say, see Leo and AJ attack each other with set amount of weapons. We're going to see them fight. We're going to be like, Whoa, wow, that's crazy. Right. But you look back at those days with like Abdul and the Sheik where the feeling was like, wow, these guys could spill in the audience. We could get hurt. That Abdullah the Butcher could turn on any of us, and the Sheik may throw a fireball into the crowd. Like, it was a whole different thing because if you notice with these hardcore wrestlings of today, there are no villains anymore. They're, they're, they're all the tough guy. You know, they're all the guy with, you know, Nick Gage. Uh, people cheer him because he's got a pizza cutter and he's cutting open faces. Shouldn't that be a villain? But no, <laughs> no, we're just taking the fact that if somebody's dumb enough to get in the ring and let his face get. Pizza cut, well, let's go cheer them on and see who gets the most blood out of each other. You know what I mean? It, it's a very different look at stuff. AJ, who, who would you say is, is a villain that really popped in your mind through history that's just right there? Uh,
2: probably going to go with Vince McMahon.
0: <laughs> okay. Um,
2: not only uh, his story with Bret Hart and all that fun stuff that prompted the Attitude Era, yada, yada, um, but uh, just as a as a the owner of a billion dollar company, I think there's people that just hate that kind of establishment. So not only um, in character, but out of character, is he probably uh, one of the biggest heels Uh, just to touch on what Andy said too, uh, I thought flair is a good choice. Uh, People paid money uh, in hopes of seeing their regional, you know, their top guy in their region uh, beat the champion. You know what I mean? And that's Mm -hmm. what the heels job is, is you want, you know, the heels job is to help get that baby face over. So uh, you, you would pay money in hopes to see that, whomever and whatever territory was going to, was going to beat flair and, and mm-hmm. everybody was making money back then. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I've been sick, That's a great story. With AJ throwing in
1: a story, let me throw in a th- quick story to, uh, to what Javier was saying. Uh, the first time I think it was like 1998 that I went to wrestle in Puerto Rico. I was down there for three weeks and I wrestled for uh, WWC for uh, capital wrestling promotions And I was a heel. And at the time, Abdullah was there and he was a baby face. And I know there was one of the towns, uh, we were doing a big schmoz at the end. And I can't remember everybody that was involved, but Abdullah was in the match. And even as a heel going in and we were doing this big schmoz, I don't, (laughs) I'll say I was scared. I didn't want Abdullah to get his hands
3: on me. You just felt hmm. like he could hurt you, even if though he's a face. You just felt yeah. that, like uh, you know.
1: And even though you know we're yeah. all workers and we're working, yeah. I still yeah. just, you know. <laughs> and, and I mean, and at that point, I would only been in the year, you know, been in the business a couple of years. Uh-huh. So I mean, I mean, still, you know, really green. But but it was just one of those things where just for you know, it's not to say, oh yeah, well I'm not going to get involved in a, de- in a death match I'm going to do some crazy stupid stuff, whatever. But just you know, you talk about those monsters and that that aura that they present. It was still, I, you know, I legit was running that I didn't want Abdul. Thankfully, you know, he can't really run, so I didn't have to run too fast. But I, I didn't want him touching me.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. He, he just weird. had,
3: he just had that unique look, right? He just had that. His, his, he's got this strange kind of body. He 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 would do this yelping noise. He wouldn't really talk coherently, and he just all of a sudden take out the. Uh, the weapon, and uh, he yeah, didn't care about the ref. The
1: knife or whatever.
0: I've, read, exactly. I've, heard,
3: I've I've read stories where the ref says it was a it was a nightmare working with Abdullah because he would, in a normal match, he would make you look like an idiot because right in front of my face, he's he's stabbing the guy, and, and it's like, so what am I here for? Just make it a a no, a no rules match or whatever, no yeah. holds barred. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and and I've talked many times about the very one and only time I've seen Abdullah the Butcher wrestle. And not knowing at all what to expect, just listening to, like, you know, the, the legends and stuff, you know. And I wondered how the match was going to go. And I'd heard the promoter in the back saying to them, okay, guys, you know, let's not go too crazy here. Let's, you know, he was very <laughs> unsure about bringing in Abdullah the Butcher for this one show. And, you know, 30 seconds into the match, he smashes a beer bottle on the thing and starts jabbing his opponent right in the face with the beer bottle. And I'm like, holy shit, it's going to be one of these matches. Okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, he had that thing. Even as an old man, he looked like – like you just – even though he knew he was old, maybe even slightly frail, he just had an aura to him that if you were to go over there and try and take that beer bottle, you're going to get it in the face.
1: It's almost like – it's almost – and, and uh, I, I'm, I'm almost hesitant to say this because it's too totally too different – kind of uh individuals Mm -hmm. but i mean you know and and i never met Stu hart but you know you always hear the stories about how you don't want to get too close to Stu because if he gets his hands on you you know you're basically you're done and that's almost how it is with abdullah where it almost like you don't want him to get his hands on you because if you do if he does you know who knows what's going to happen i mean Stu Hart's going to stretch you and abdullah's going to pull something out and cut
0: you (laughs) wow (laughs) they are the worst gift wrappers at a mall ever um (laughs) Now, let's take a look here. It's kind of interesting um, when we talk about – so when I was saying, like, leading up to this, promoters started to realize that if guys didn't really get hurt, they could continue to do this show constantly. If they could make it look as realistic as possible, they could do this. But there was still the fact of there were these great turnouts for guys fighting, but they weren't giant, fervent turnouts. So what did they do? is they threw in the villain, the good guy, the storyline. And villains, man, there are so many great villains that have come and gone. I'm sure there'd be villains, if we if we could figure out old history and dig it up, we'd find guys we've never even heard of that would probably be, make us the most, you know, wow, that was the coolest dude ever. Um, we find the villain comes in every form. Uh, we've talked about it here. From Abdullah the Butcher and the Sheik to these crazy uh, foreign, who knows what they're going to do? To Ric Flair, the guy who spits in the face of uh, of uh, decency and fair play, when he probably he has the talent to to not have to do it, but he does it anyway to rub it in people's faces. Guys like Roddy Piper who like to who go off crazy and do violence for the sake of violence to prove their point. So many different people. I was trying in my head to think. Who would I think is a villain? And you guys are coming up with all these great villains. And, of course, me being a soft spot for AWA, um, my villain choice had to be Nick Bockwinkle because everyone wanted to see Ric Flair beat the regional champion. That was true. It was different with Bockwinkle. He was such an arrogant prick that everyone, just anyone wanted him to just get beat once by anybody. You didn't care who it was. And he played the ultimate snobby, athletic jock who's rich, who rubs it in your face, how much smarter. Because he would. Every interview, he would tell you how much smarter than he was than you. And whatever happened, no matter what they threw at the guy, that shoulders always came up with you. And that was one of the most infuriating things. As much as I grew up to love him, I remember so many times just thinking, please let this be the person who beats him. Let this guy be the guy who beats him. And... That I think is really key in what wrestling had been and maybe is still these days. Um, Would Ric Flair have worked as much if he wasn't the arrogant guy who cheated? I don't know. Would Nick Bockwinkle be as as much of a draw? Because people were paying money to see him get beat. It wasn't always necessary people were paying to see the wrestler beat him. A lot of times it was like, oh, Bockwinkle's a town, maybe tonight he loses. And that's what villains do for us is they give us something to aspire to beat because let's face it in, in, in the in the fantasy wrestling world here probably every male um, puts themselves in that mindset mm-hmm. of oh that hero is an extension of me and my fantasy and when he wins we all win and when he loses we're all aggravated because something unfair happened just like in the real world so I want to talk right now about villains today and are there some really effective villains because we have in even let's look at AEW, who will continually come out and tell you that there are no villains there are no good guys bad guys the wwe who won't even really say much but they have their villains and they're very much different than the villains we see in other places and i'd like to start off with Asking you guys, what you think of of these people being villains and are they effective villains or do they give the feel to you that they're just guys pretending to be villains? And I want to start off with, and I'll throw out anyone jump in on this. I want to start off with a guy, MJF. Here's a guy who comes out and says probably the most horrific things that you've seen anybody say in a top tier thing. I mean, he's a guy, he's not crazy like Roddy Piper, but he says more hurtful things than I think Roddy Piper would say. Is he an effective villain in today's world? Anyone wants. He's, like, he's like a throwback, right? In some ways, yeah. Okay.
3: Where where he's not afraid to to to, to get on people's nerves and to hurt people's feelings? Kids, mm-hmm. women, uh, kids with with uh, you know. Uh, like, a, like this. Well, it, you know, there's a. There, wasn't there a kid like in a in a, in a wheelchair or something yeah. like that, or, or or even if it's just a, a normal kid, uh, that's a just you insulting a kid in the crowd. You don't have to go overboard. Just that is a throwback to to how things used to be. They would mm-hmm. just target either a, a a woman who was a little bigger or or something like something like that. And, you know, that's how it now. Um, I, I sometimes I don't know. It seems like they're afraid to. To get heat, I mean, it, it, I'm just waiting for someone to to make me mad. I want, please make me mad, you know. But uh, you know.
0: So, would you I, say MJF's effective as a heel? In my opinion, are... yes.
3: In my opinion, yes.
0: And why? Why is he effective? Because I think I know why. In my opinion, why he's effective?
3: Because of of these hundreds and and hundreds of heel workers. I who do not watch the current product, you know, as much as. Many fans do. I remember him. He stands out for me. You have okay. to stand out, you know.
0: All right, uh, Andy, is he uh, is MJF an effective heel in today's world?
3: Um, yes.
1: And for me, and I, I, I was kind of waiting to see what Javier and, and Adrian are going to say. What I find the more I the more I watch him, the, what I find is when people are like oh he's a great heel and it was it was great that Javier said that he's a throwback mm-hmm. and I can agree with that to an extent um, in past episodes when we've discussed when we discussed heels and we discussed heat you know and and I mean AEW's come along a lot further since you know some of these earlier episodes mm-hmm. where we had more emphasis on WWE we talk about WWE being uh, like a publicly traded company, and it's like they have shareholders to answer to. So you know, we talk about guys being afraid to. You know, I don't know. I don't know that they're afraid to get heat, but it's because of people who they have to answer to. And it's you know, in 2020, 2021, you have to be careful about offending people. Mm-hmm. You uh, uh, on that level, uh, I think it's extremely challenging to get kind of like when we when we talk about that heat we understand what we're talking about, the point where people, you know, you're, you're saying things, you're doing things that are dastardly, that are wrong, that people are genuinely getting ticked off about. At that level, having said that, a lot of, I think a lot more of what we can do and get away with on the independent level, uh, you know, we, we, we can't go too over the top. But I think when done properly, we can do a lot more than... WWE definitely can, mm-hmm. and I think what MJF is doing to me is like I watch him and I'm like, you know, people talk about his promos, but it's like I've said probably you know half three quarters of the stuff that he said before. Mm-hmm. I'm sure AJ has said or has heard you know half three quarters of the stuff that has mm-hmm. has been said before. So to me, it, it's the
3: thing is in this day and age. In this day and age, it, it kind of you you see it and you remember but if this was happening back in the 70s and 80s it wouldn't be as uh as, as you know
1: yeah no no because and, it would be I, more
3: normal yes
1: you know? yes because this is you you would hear piper talking like this you'd hear morocco talking exactly. like this you'd hear the iron Sheik talking like this but what, what i'm saying is though is like it's it's like with aew being a lot looser um or you know, or maybe what their decision on what, you know, I mean, we talk about, you know, they, they swear on a regular basis, which which I still think is garbage, but mm-hmm. it, like that kind of like MJF to me isn't doing much different mm-hmm. than, a, you know, a lot of heels on the independent level are doing it's just that he's got that platform and he's still got talent because he's still got delivered it's i mean you know it's not like he's just going out there and going hey shut up hey shut up like he's delivering the alliance he's definitely got the charisma as, as a unlikable character but but overall for what he's doing uh to me isn't that different than what a lot of heels on the independent level is doing it's just he's one right now it
3: stands kind of... out because since in like you mentioned like in WWE yep. it seems like there's very little elbow room and space for the for the worker to to work it's very yep. limited <laughs> but mm-hmm. with AEW they're they're a little bit more flexible and there seems yep. like they're allowing the characters to even though they say there's no heels and faces the way they are you'll you can kind of see who's a heel and who's a face even if they don't admit it and right. and, and someone like MJF stands out as a heel um, yeah, Where would you back think, in the think, 70s, sure. maybe, you know.
2: Uh, yeah, so my thoughts on that is uh, all the guys that were named off when we all named our, our choices there, uh, they were all real. Everything that they did and said felt real. Um, so I think that goes a long way. Um, and then that draws into your comparison to UFC and whatnot. People bought into the UFC and got really hot because they thought it was real. They bought into what was being sold to them. Um, is the same thing with wrestling fans when they – Follow the dirt sheets. They want to know what's going on behind the scenes because that's more entertaining than the show a lot of times because that's real uh, in their minds anyways. Um, as far as MJF um, being an effective heel, uh, yeah, 100% he's effective. Um, I think the problem is uh, a lot of people think wrestling is fake or I won't uh, use the fake, but uh, wrestling is not real until it's real. And I think the problem is, is now um, because of social media and things like that, um you can get the vocal minority um to speak up against something they don't like and uh you know, that leads to the next person to the next person and you know something seems like a bigger deal than it is. Um yeah. back in the day you could say things to audience members um that while were clearly offensive and, you know, shady and whatnot, um, you could get away with it without somebody going to social media immediately and, yeah. you know, trying to cancel you and trying, like, there's, there's so much that goes into it. Um, another thing as well is the problem is, is people are smart to the business, and um, I'll use this as an example. I saw, I didn't watch the pay-per-view, but the ending to Bound for Glory um, was Josh Alexander winning the title and then immediately losing it uh, to a heel moose, and whatever they chose to do, that's fine, but people's being smart to the business, the fans are coming out, and it's heat they don't like the finish and that's perfect that's exactly what they were going for but with people being smart to the business they say things like oh i'm never watching again you know because they know it's ratings driven it's what's yeah. money i'm never spending my money here because they don't like the result well no you're being worked but they like to think that they're smart to the business and <laughs> they're going to say these things uh in hopes of you know garnering attention on social media or whatever it may be okay. um so I think the difference is, and, and being an effective heel, what's going to happen to MJF long-term, uh, this is my prediction is, uh, he's going to be one of the biggest baby faces eventually, because what happens is, is um, this is now wrestling to a lot of people is now a performance art. And what happens yeah. is when you go in there as a heel and you do a very good and effective job of getting heat, which is what your yeah. job is, people realize that, wow, he's doing a very good job. And they start to cheer these things because they know you're well, you know, they know you're good. They know you're good at this. so. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had it happen to me and sometimes yeah. I'm guilty, especially when I was younger of being a little too funny as a heel, which got me cheered. Um, but eventually people are going to go, man, MJF is really, really good at what he does. And they're going to want to cheer him because he's really good at what he does. And he, and he does it on so little, which is the best part, which is what you've been, you hear stories all the time of, you know, less is
0: more and back in the day. So
2: he will be a huge baby face eventually down the road, uh, because his work is so good and, and he's believable. You think he's real.
0: Well, there's also one other fact that i was surprised that nobody brought this up is i think one of the things that really makes him an effective heel uh i mean it's great that he has all these mic skills it's great that he does all these stories insults and all this but he does something too that we don't see a lot in wrestling these days nobody wants to be it but at heart he's a chicken shit heel through all his blustering and all his things he's the first one to run away sacrifice a partner do whatever to get out of trouble And that makes it even more, you know, by putting that extra block to get at, it makes it even, it drives fans to even hate him more because you know how hard it's going to be to ever for him to ever get his comeuppance because he has so many disposable people around him, you know. And that's an effective thing because that's something we've only started to see come back. There's a long time where there wasn't chicken shit heels anymore, you know. There was a time where there were a ton, and then there became a time where everybody was sort of cool, Even the bad guys were soda cool, you know, and uh, it's kind of refreshing to have that, you know, to have somebody take on that role of the I'm a real scumbag. I'm more than willing to run away if, you know, to to fight back another day or run away again. So that I do find interesting. Um, Here's what's interesting is this is and I wanted to ask you about this, AJ. Um, Now, you've gone obviously many times into an arena or to a wherever wrestling is being held. And you, that's oh, <laughs> trying to be a nice bingo hall. Um, <laughs> you've walked in many times where you've been a heel and you have to like generate some hate by your mannerisms, by your acting, by whatever the things you say and do. Right. But I want to contrast that to some of the, 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 big villains you see in the WWE where they're not allowed to interact with the crowd. Really? Uh, they have to portray their evilness through, I don't know, some kind of different form of acting within the ring itself. You you, you guys know what I'm talking about? You you never see really bad guys come out and be like, ah. Charlotte Charlotte does. Um, Yeah, but I mean, she's an exception. I mean, 99% of guys in WWE. That's why she stands.
3: That's why that stood out for me because she Mm -hmm. just kind of did like that to the fan or she really does because they start booing her and, uh, it's almost like it's 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 a weird dynamic. I'm sorry I interrupted. No, no. It's a weird dynamic with her because she's she is the heel. I think she, she, it's obvious that she's a heel, but she mm-hmm. wants to get she wants praise and not be booed. And I know that that might be her character, but to me, it seemed real. Like she's like you sh- you should just realize that I'm better than all of these, mm-hmm. and you should cheer me even though I am the heel. And she's like Ric Flair. <laughs> she's
0: yes. like her dad. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's she's doing a really good job, you know. Well, but, uh, all you, don't... all you boys and girls who are tuning into this, remember what the lesson here we learn is: it, it doesn't matter how horrible you act if if you crave the attention, <laughs> you will get it. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> so could you do it, AJ? How would you switch gears like that, where you now have to? Do you think that's a super hard thing uh, to 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 be able now to portray yourself? solely in the ring and to your opponent and to have people watch it from that aspect to pick up that you're a villain. You're no longer yelling at crowds, making any kind of rude comments, jokes. Because You know, I've seen you fight. You do that a lot when you're the bad guy. You'll come out, say some crude things, get some people going, you know. Um, What if that's taken away? Uh, Do you think that's a harder step, having to portray yourself solely as some kind of villain just through your own actions and really with taking the words away from you?
2: So um, first and foremost, uh, as, a, as a villain, you're supposed to, it's your work that's supposed to get, uh, you know, garner your reaction. Uh, anybody can go jump in the ring and say, hey, fat boy, and get them to boo you. Or yep. any base can look at you and say, hey, make some noise and cheer for me and clap your hands, that's easy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's wrong by any means. No. Um, whatever works, works. But if you're comparing WWE to, say, indie wrestling or whatever, Um, And maybe Andy can correct me on this. But as far as I'm aware, with WWE, um, the mindset is we've already got their ticket money and their merchandise money for those people in the crowd. We're working to the cameras because we're trying to sell pay-per-views and we're trying to sell to the audience at home now. We've already got the money um, from the audience that's in attendance. We're trying to sell the pay-per-view and and whatever to the audience at home. So that's why you see that. Um, You're taught that your work is supposed to garner the reaction that you want. Um, now I'm willing to bet if you go to a WWE house show, you're going to see longer matches and you're going to see more of that interaction with the crowd because yeah. it's a house show and they're, they're having more fun and, and whatnot. It's not televised. So, mm-hmm. uh, TV wrestling compared to WWE house shows and live events are, are two different things. I think you see more of this independent banter, or the banter in general at house shows than you do on TV. Cause that's what we're trying to sell. We're selling a TV product. Um, For me, uh, you hear it all the time. And and when we go to these towns uh, as much as we do with CWE, um, we try to tell people who maybe watch wrestling on TV but have never been to a live event or taking in wrestling for the first time that the live experience is going to be much different than what you see on television. You're going to see the interactions. And I mean, that's what I thrive on. And as I get older, I thrive on it more because I don't want to have to take as many bumps. So,
1: um, (laughs) Amen.
2: Yeah, man. Right. So I can, you know, I can talk and, and by the time the show's done, I could take less bumps than everybody else, but people are talking about me because I was entertaining and I missed one moonsault. You know what I mean? And yeah, and that's right. You know, that's what I, you know, I, I, I know for a fact that I go to these towns in return and hear from the guys that are helping push these shows That oh man, we remember AJ from the last time because man, he burnt that guy in the crowd or whatever it was. So nice. um, we always sell it to the people that, Hey, like a live event is not what you see on television, you know, yeah. the interaction with the kids and, And whatnot. So I think WWE still does it, but but if you're comparing television to live events, uh, you're comparing apples to oranges because they're trying to sell (laughs) to the audience at home, whereas a live event is geared to the people in attendance.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough.
1: Uh, Um, I I think that's that's I think that's a great way that you that you explained it. And and that that television product. I mean, remember it's when you know we talk about the interactions with the you know with the live shows. You know, when you get that stalling and there's that longer time and the longer matches, remember for TV, it's all about, you know, keeping that audience. We don't want people to change the channel. So when you go into a rest hold and you're going to, you know, chirp off for that, the first, you know, if 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 AJ and I are going to say, okay, we're going to go in the ring. And for the first 10 minutes, we're not even going to touch each other because we're just going to chirp with the crowd and chirp back and forth to each other. It's going to be entertaining as hell for the audience. But chances are, you know, seven out of ten people are probably going to change the channel if they're watching on TV. Mm -hmm. So.
0: Okay. Now, um, so is it possible? Is wrestling going to survive if, say, we stop doing villains? Will will it just lose its popularity? Will it become a hardcore niche thing? In, In all honest opinions, do we still need the villains in today in wrestling? And, and I want to ask Javier first, because you've, seen, you've tracked a lot of history through the things. Javier, if people decided, you know what, we don't need villains. Let's, let's just make wrestling, you know, guys doing things for the sake of doing things. Will it survive?
3: I think wrestling is going to survive. But well, let's, let's, when I say let's, survive,
0: let's, I don't mean the hardcore. Let's stay with it, guys. I'm talking, will there be any growth? Will there be any kind of upworldly stuff with this? I mean,
3: to me, I was, I was, I was having my doubts this this past year with the with the pandemic and 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 they had Thunderdome and are people going to come back and watch wrestling? or they are, are? Let's let's look at what the product is like right now. Is is are people really liking what they're seeing? And when these live shows started again, these pay-per-views and all that, they're they're selling places out. Mm-hmm. So it it seems like the demand is always there. In my, per- just in my opinion, as a fan, just me, Javier Oist, I kind of look at it like many things right now that, that are on TV do not really uh, draw me in to, look, I'm 43. Out, hour, two hours, three-hour shows, look, if, if it's nothing that's really, really interesting, I'm not going to watch the whole thing. I'm just going to watch. I'm going to mm-hmm. see who's on it. See if if, if they're, I'm interested in watching someone, and and maybe even skip to that. But for me to sit down and watch raw, for example, they got so many commercials, and I, I personally don't like that. That though that, that can I've said this before? The camera goes in and out, and they yeah. got these cut shots. This is just me, Javier Oyst. I'm one person, but apparently millions, thousands, I don't know how many millions of fans don't mind, too. and they're tuning in. Every week, but me personally there's a lot of things that, that i don't like, and that 's why i don't tune in but i i 'm still a a wrestling fan mm-hmm. and, but and that's that's uh but it lets if it gets me interested in my opinion there's something they're doing right, but right now eighty percent i don't really care about anymore honestly i i don't I just kind of maybe look look at the results and you know, Andy's mentioned. I, I see who won, who lost, and maybe where the angles going. Mm-hmm. But did, time and time, it, you know, I can't be there for hours and hours watching something like that.
0: You know, yeah. honestly, fair enough, so, fair enough. You know what? Uh, just to clarify, so you hate wrestling? Total Javiars, Is that what you're <laughs> you No. Know?
3: <laughs> you know that's not. You know, no, that's I know. Not what I said. No, no, no. Because we all watch. I, golf, uh, I, I think. Months. I think the point is there's is there's a lot of so much content out there and and there is good stuff but seems like the the pre, the product is most prevalent and this is again my opinion the WWE smackdown raw the, and i haven't even mentioned next i think next there's a lot of good stuff there
0: but they but, started uh, the, doing the camera shots on nxt as well
3: oh they're doing that too <laughs>
0: they started doing that as well <laughs> like what harvey likes this shit i was trying to watch it
3: and the quick cuts and uh just keep the just keep the camera, you know, yeah. I don't know, I was to but get I guess I, I guess production it. people who work on those shows will have a different opinion on why they why they do certain things. But I've seen other shows and uh, they got good production values mm-hmm. and they don't go to those extremes. But there's a lot of content out there and there is good wrestling. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee that. But just the, the big names that every most people know, sometimes, in my opinion, it's just not worth my my time, you know, well, at I, the, at the end of the AJ, day sorry. Oh,
2: yeah. I was going to say it's at the product. end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, you're going to watch what you're invested in. And if you're mm-hmm. not invested in Raw, I'm not invested. I haven't watched in months. So, um, you're going to watch what you're invested in. I I tend to be invested in AEW, and that's just what yeah. entertains me and I'm watching for, you know, probably different reasons, maybe just being in the business and being a worker, but mm-hmm. um, I'm invested, so I watch every week. Uh if you're not invested, uh, whether it's in the show, in characters, uh you're just not going to you're not going to watch. You're not going to buy merchandise. You're not going to be. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with not being invested. And you know, this goes, back to this, just goes back to this.
3: Yeah. Like go back to sports, you know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm a, you know, I like I'm a Raiders fan and I like football in general. And I I'll watch the win, lose or whatever. I'll always watch my Raiders. But there are certain seasons where you're like, oh, my God, I just can't take this anymore. But I'm watching, you know, but I'm yeah. there. Yeah. But for me to watch another football game where the Raiders aren't playing, that's a little tough for me, again, time-wise, you know. Right. You Every game is three on. and a half hours, you know. <laughs> yeah. you,
2: need, you need to start gambling on football. Trust me. you'll
3: watch. It'll make it more interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. yeah.
0: Now, you know what, AJ? You said something really telling here that uh, I just want to quickly explore before we move on was uh, you brought up a very good point. In the fact is the mentality of you're going to these big events and – the big events really aren't for the people that are there it's for the television and that has been a big change from wrestling over the years i mean i was thinking about that the other day how where did wrestling go from being we're taping a cool wrestling show to now we're actually doing a show that's about wrestling and that's a very different thing it is a very different uh, animals here and uh so there's that mentality of We're not really being serviced for the product you're paying for, right? I mean, I pay my hundred bucks to go see wrestling in the WWE. They don't really give a shit that I'm sitting there. To be honest, they're not catering the show to me. They're catering it to the multi-million. When when it's a TV,
1: when it's a TV program,
0: I'm talking a TV one, not just a house show. But when it's a, when it's a, and I've been to. I've got to tell you guys, the first time I went to a RAW was probably about 1999. And I was so excited. You know, there's all these big name dudes, all this stuff. I was so excited. I've been to wrestling many times, you know, Stampede. I grew up on that sort of stuff. So I go to Raw and it was the most tedious, boring bullshit where things stopped, where nothing happened for a long time, where they told us to be quiet for a while, then get ready to cheer for this. And it was like, it was like I paid for this. (laughs) I paid to be ordered around and forced to do to perform for them.
3: That's and... what they are doing on the in the Thunderdome, but even 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 worse. Yeah, with, with with the fans, I'm not sure if it was here. Someone mentioned that that they paid for a tickets to the the Thunderdome Rick, and they're doing okay. Got kicked out, I think. They yeah. stand up and and cheer and this no, mean, and I
0: don't that. Got like, kicked, I don't think I kicked out. I think he, he left because he just couldn't do all that. Yeah, they were asking him to do all these things, and he just like was like, "Well, I just want to enjoy wrestling. I don't want to have to be
3: that." Don't make me cheer. Don't make me boo. I just I'm, I'm I just I just paid for my a seat, you know.
2: So, I think the man. thing I think the thing is 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 WWE is a television show that presents wrestling, and everywhere else is a wrestling show uh, wrestling show that is is trying to present television. Right. Um, so there's two different things, but um, this is and I think this is the difference. So if if uh, I'm a big fan of the Connors, so if I decided to go take in a TV taping, uh, or <laughs> I'm a big Dr. Phil fan, so if I decided to go sit in the audience of Dr. Phil, um, things aren't changing. I'm seeing what I see on television. Uh, and I'm seeing it now live in person. So same thing. I mean, obviously you get the extras that you don't see on television, uh, when you attend a live TV taping, but to my understanding, even way back, uh, you know, when they were doing studio TV taping, it was a lot of the same We're taping. Yeah. And even then they were taping multiple weeks of television. Yeah. So now you're sitting there for six, seven hours or whatever it might've been, uh, yeah Uh, You know what I mean? And we do the same thing with CWE where we're taping four episodes at a time in hopes of getting our stuff up. And it's long, it's tedious, but, uh, you know, that's part of it. And then WWE would take main event beforehand or or whatever, uh, you know, TV show they were taping. So I think that you're invested in the TV product. And when you attend these events live or or the television shows, um, that's what you're seeing. And then when you go to the live events, you're able to let loose and have a little bit more fun. And it's probably Mm -hmm. a little bit more interactive.
0: Okay. Now... We're kind of all over the place. We we had started talking about villains and stuff and the importance of them, and let's let's wrap it up with that. Um, is it important, uh, Andy? In your mind, in today's wrestling, is the role of the villain still prevalent? Is it, it needed? Is it should it be there anymore, or should it be gone? No, it, it's
1: always going to be there in some form. And, and I mean, you know, at the start of the show, you talked about well, if it was just two guys wrestling for the sake of wrestling. Uh, you're not gonna get that audience. It's it's that inherent good versus evil, us versus them. Um, uh, you know, whether whether it's you know, we're talking sports, whether it's football, whether it's hockey, uh there's always gonna be I don't want to say an enemy, but there's always gonna be a bad guy. There's always gonna be a challenger that, that you're that you're not gonna like that you wanna beat. So I mean if you're not it's almost like if you're not with me, you know, you're against me. Mm-hmm. and that's, and that's, that's always going to be there. So even when you don't try to present heels, uh, you know, if if AJ's coming in and AJ's just being AJ and I'm coming in, I'm just being me, and you guys are looking, it's like, well, you know, I don't like Andy's beard, so I don't like Andy. Okay, well, then all of a sudden, you know, whether I'm a bad guy or you just, the guy that you don't want to win, you're going to be cheering against me. So to me, it, it's, you know, it. it there's there's always got to be i don't know i have to think, like like conflict
3: okay exactly conflict
1: yeah and that's because otherwise you know otherwise it just turns into you know like if, meaningful. if, if you don't meaningful yeah but meaningful conflict because otherwise if yes. it's just you know if it's just two guys wrestling and there's not really any characters or there's not really any uh, any any differences or any um, conflict yeah. that's that you're watching amateur wrestling
2: mm-hmm. we know amateur how amateur well wrestling that
1: does well, and, but that's, you know, and I'm not saying that is a disrespect to amateur wrestlers, but I mean, for the sake of entertainment, mm-hmm. that, that's, you know, if you say, okay, well, let's, let's strip, with all, strip all this away, strip away heels and all that. Well, that's essentially what you're going to have. And it's, you know, and, you know, Ring of Honours, you know, they've done like pure wrestling and, and you and sure, you'll get the guys and, and people will love, let's like all these 45 minute wrestling classics, these one hour wrestling classics. But overall, like they're not, they're not the big draws. If they were, that's what we'd be seeing. Exactly. All the time. Okay. And, and uh, the, the one other thing I wanted to throw in, and I just – because, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, like you know, my shirt here, you know, we're talking about the heels. And, and in the past, we talk about society, wrestling reflecting society and whatnot. I mean, I, I'm wearing the shirt that, that's, you know, the, the antagonist.
3: I'm a guy and, who – yeah, the thirteenth, Jason Voorhees.
1: He murders
3: like twenty people on every movie, and and, and hey, yet he's exactly. not the innocent victim. Yeah. His mother was the killer.
1: Anyways, <laughs> well, in the first one, spoiler <laughs> alert. But, but 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 like seriously, I mean, you know, you look at Hall- you know, look at Halloween, and you know, it's like okay, well, mm-hmm. people are gonna dress like Jason. They're gonna dress like Michael Myers. They're gonna dress like, uh, you know, like any like Chucky, like whoever, like 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 the bad guys. Right. You know, long has gone the day where it's like, oh, well, I'm going to dress like Bugs Bunny. I'm going to dress. No, no. It's like, oh, well, now I want to I want to be the I wanna be bad. I want to be evil. Mm-hmm. A- and that's, you know, we, we celebrate society celebrates and puts heels on pedestals as much, if not more than the baby
3: faces. Okay. It's almost like they, they're because they're able to do what most people can't do in, in, in real life, whether you're talking about movies or or wrestling yeah. or books, the villain does things that you you are thinking, well that's not that's not right, but wow that was amazing. <laughs> that was, that's even like, even, I, I hate that even in the
1: simple way, even in the simple way that you say that, that's like, well, you know, these heels, these these characters are doing things that it's like I can't do that normal people can't do. To me that's like, well, you know, in a more simpler time, that was the good guy. That was the superhero. Well, mm-hmm. Superman could, you know, leap over tall buildings, run faster than a, you know, faster than a speeding bullet. You want to do that. Now it's, you know, we got we got such a, a frustrated, emotional society where it's like people are like, oh man, like I, this guy could just go on a killing spree, and that would just be so awesome. No, it's not <laughs> awesome like that. Like it, it you know, it, it maybe for again the sake of a movie, but you know what I mean? It, it, it's it's, it, it's 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 one of like,
3: those things where where you. you... If you open the newspaper and I see, you know, someone being murdered, that's awful. You know, that's yeah. real. Yes. If I, and I'm watching Friday the 13th and Halloween, it's awful. And, and sometimes it's even worse than real life. But you're like, well, wow, that, that was a movie. Yes. And, and, but most people can differentiate that, right? That's yes. That, but but yes. still, you that's know, most people. That's thing, too.
0: So just to be clear, it's not cool to put on a hockey mask and murder a bunch of people. In yeah. the movies, yes. No. no in real in life. In real life. Not in <laughs> real life. <laughs> no. Damn it. Get that list crossed off. <laughs> Don't okay. Get AJ, my question for you. Last one of the night before we uh, do our things. Who is your favorite villain right now in professional wrestling and why?
2: Oh, good question. I just wanted to touch a little bit on what Andy was saying there before. Um, let's look at the biggest baby face of all time. And he was probably, I mean, it can be argued, but Steve Austin, and he did things that he probably shouldn't have. Uh, He was essentially a heel doing the things that people wanted to do. Uh, You can't go punch your boss in the face. That's wrong. That's illegal. But they did, you know, Steve Austin was sober because he did the things uh, in a story that was very relatable to people uh, and did literally the things that people wanted to do every, you know, every day of their lives. And that's why it got over you know, they got to live vicariously through Austin and that's why, um, favorite heel present day. Uh, Oh man, I gotta think. Um, I, I don't watch, uh, WWE a whole lot anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll maybe I'll try to pick one from there. one from AEW, but I, I really dig Roman Reigns. I think what he's doing on TV is, is probably the only thing in WWE that's really watchable. Um, mm-hmm. I don't watch raw, so, uh, I can't speak to that, but, uh, you know, but, and again, it goes back to what I said before, We're like, man, he's doing a really, really good job. So like, do I hate him? No, I think he's being, you know, he's doing great in his role. And, you know, I guess this is coming from me as the performer, um, you know, so uh, I'm trying to think like, it's a, it's kind of like a, a double, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. It's like a double-edged uh, two-ended question where it's like, who's your favorite heel? Well, I shouldn't like my favorite. I shouldn't have a favorite heel. I shouldn't like <laughs> yeah. him. So, yeah. like, if we're going to talk about uh, who do I dislike, I fucking hate Evil Uno. I think he's the shit. He's like Marco
0: Stunt. Okay.
1: So,
2: so, is he the biggest heel? I don't know, but I really hate his work.
3: But that's a different kind of heat, right? AJ, one thing right? is you hate, you love to hate. And you you appreciate his work, and the other one is where you change the channel. Like, no, I'm not watching this guy, and that's That's like (laughs) Xbox. Yes, that's
2: bad. So, like, I like MJF is an easy guy to pick. I mean, I like everything that he's doing. Um, Oh, you know what though? I'm loving Dan Lambert's promos on AEW. I think he Mm -hmm. uh, he's getting heat, like, but again, I love his work, so I don't hate him. You know, Mm -hmm. as a heel, I appreciate what he's doing. Um, So I love what he's doing. And and you listen to those promos they are so quick-witted and that, you know, that strikes a chord with me. And, uh, you know, everything he's saying, they're letting him, they're they're letting him take the reins and and say all the things that the internet fans that don't like AEW are thinking. Mm -hmm. So eventually there's going to be some people that maybe cheer him or, you know, unless all the AEW fans are all diehard and and are for that. But um, so I'll I'll go Dan Lambert, I guess, because I think his promos are great. It's real. And, uh, you know, he's saying what other people are really thinking, which uh, makes you want to tune in.
0: Okay. And Javier, your question for the final here is, I want you to think of a villain in, in history who you think would be a perfect fit if you could pull him through do- time and throw him into today's wrestling wars, who his villainous ways would be the, the hated one where people would tune in to, to boo him and to, to just, you know, Make him the villain he is. Is there a guy that you think would be a perfect fit? And I would love you to go somebody '80s or back.
3: I would have loved uh, to have answered the. Well, the, the, you, can you guys hear me? Is the sound yeah. bad? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I would have. I would have preferred answering the the question throughout to AJ because bringing someone from the past and for it to work now. That's that's where you go back to like uh, the the MJF. Mm-hmm. um kind of person where yes he's a throwback but not everything feels real and that's mm-hmm. that's a that's a term we've been throwing around a lot but i think that's that's the whole key of a of, of, of a of a heel that works where where isn't it isn't uh even now in 2021 isn't wrestler's job isn't isn't still his job for you to doubt for you to say well i'm not you know, I know this is supposedly a work and they're working together, but that that felt pretty legit. Once they do that, that's the key for either a baby face or a heel or whatever they're trying to get across. As a fan who does not, who rarely watches Raw or SmackDown unless it's there and no one can change the channel. To me, Charlotte, Charlotte Flair is is doing superb work because she is really getting... On people, on the fans' nerves, and I think I think there are a lot of people, a lot of fans who generally don't like her weather, and they'll just pick on something, they'll just choose something on 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 either oh look she's changing her her face, oh look she's all skinny now, she's looking uh, like a like a dude or or she's so there's she's doing what she's supposed to be doing, and and I I really appreciate that in 2021 and for someone who doesn't tune into raw if she's gonna have a match i'll check it out i think it's totally worth it you know
0: okay so uh, we're and, gonna but i would like start- to go
3: back to that question if anyone has a you know bring back a, a heel who hey, i've got today, somebody for great. you yeah go for, it, man. go for it
1: i've got somebody for you and, and i'm just i'll preface the saying a little bit it's like you know for what he did i think You know, he'd he'd probably be maybe a cool heel, but I think for the way that he worked and his style, if he came over and still was able to work in 2021, I think he could still be a legit heel, would be Ravishing Rick Rude.
0: Mm. Interesting pick.
1: Because he was one of the guys, too, that for me, it's like he, you know, like, you know, and, and AJ talked about it, like, so many heels, they become so good, they become faces.
3: He was never Rude, cheered, I think. Right? Really? Yeah. Rude was really like, not always really. A heel. No.
1: Yeah. At least yeah, you know, and you know, for all his WWF, WWE, NWA, WCW, he was always a heel, and he was a jerk. And I think he'd be one the of, most of the women cheered him. Ones. The
3: women did cheer him. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. But but you know, but in a but way, was, in a way, yeah. because they couldn't. I mean, could've there's something where guys had power over them or something. You know. Yeah, <laughs> You know, but but even how like I mean, guys,
1: you know, like we get a kick out, like, oh, that's awesome. He's got like, you know, it's like he's got like jake robert's wife on the time yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> but i mean as far as like he was like i could you know we talk about the believability and whatnot for him to come across and be an ass and be so full of himself and everything i think rick rude would kill it in in 2021 Fair enough. Fair how about enough. someone
3: like uh, king kong bundy
0: yeah
3: he, he 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 did a lot of good work you know he was he was yeah. I don't think he ever got cheered even if he wasn't doing anything. People would just boo him because look at him. He's look he's he's a big guy, big bald guy and he's yelling, right? More, I mean, of, more, of, could, more of a more but more of a basic formula, but no one ever cheered him,
0: right? I think yeah. it would be interesting if I could pull through time, I would have pulled Stan Hansen. That's
3: I was true. thinking about Stan Hansen, but I don't see him as someone
0: He caused a lot of
3: chaos in Japan, but um
0: well, and a lot of AWA stuff. I mean, you know, he uh, broke Martel yeah. and took his belt and all that junk. But uh, I just worry they would turn him into Lance Archer, just a really big, goofy, bad guy who gets beat
1: I don't see Stan Hansen doing a moonsault.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah I don't see that at all. <laughs> and laughing on his head. So uh, before we wrap things up, I'd like to ask, uh, AJ, do you have any uh, social media stuff you want to throw out there, anything you want to promote uh, this week on the show?
2: Man, right now, just uh, I'm on the on the old Twitter machine at Crusher AJ, all one word, and uh, prowrestlingtees dot com slash Canadian Crusher. Uh, that's all I got right now. So yeah.
0: You don't have plush dolls? I see mentalo selling. Why don't I have a an oh, AJ so Crusher doll?
2: See, me and Danny have tried to needle him a little bit, but he's very secretive about where he gets his work done because he doesn't want other plush dolls appear at the merchandise stands. So. <laughs> I've, I've I've lucked out, and I've got, I've got, a, I've got a girl that does uh, some really good design work. So I'm, I'm working on some shot glasses and some other
0: fun stuff. So we'll see what happens. And only because you're my friend, I won't throw in a mean joke about not being able to afford to put that much stuffing into a doll. All right, Javier. Yeah. <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> Javier, uh, you got anything you want to promote? I just, you know, I write for
3: Pro Wrestling Stories. If you want to mm-hmm. check out any of my work, it's on prowrestlingstories.com. I can send you, if anyone is interested in just my work, I can send you a link of all my stuff. I just Mm -hmm. submitted my 101st article a couple of days ago. It hasn't, not all 101 articles have been published yet, but Mm -hmm. 101 have been submitted. So, and uh, again, I I thought I was just going to write one article and be done with it, but I guess... Writing about wrestling is is worse than crack or something. So I, I've done a hundred, hundred and one <laughs> I, I don't know. Of that's those. Worse
1: than crack it doesn't seem like you. You're, uh, yeah. You, you still, still seem to own things. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. addic-
3: I guess, just the addictive factor where you write it and you're like, Oh, I'm so tired. I just don't want to do this, do this anymore. Yeah. And a couple days later, you're, oh, that might be a cool thing to write about. But <laughs> yeah. prowrestlingstories dot com or uh, friend me on Facebook and and and, and we're cool, man. Appreciate Excellent. you guys having me on.
0: You know, you, you're you are a hero to me and Andy, and I don't know about Elio if he's on this train quite yet, but you're a hero <laughs> to me and Andy because you constantly hunt down pictures for us of Chicago, of Sheik, what Sheik, Casey. Casey.
3: Yeah, and, when I see one, I'm like, I know who I'm going to send this to.
0: <laughs> and we, me and Andy, revel in them. We enjoy it. And Andy sends me pictures of Nick Bockwinkle all the time, so yeah. I'm just getting my two of my favorite dudes. <laughs> All these old cool pictures I've never seen before but you know what guys I want to thank you for coming on this week uh, it was a pleasure to have you on the show uh, the real quarantine show will be rolling forward uh, we talked today about heels you know the villains the guys who make it uh, tough for guys we, we branched off on a lot of interesting topics but that's the point that's the point of the show isn't really this isn't school we're we't we're grading ourselves but we're talking some good wrestling and I want to appreciate the fact you guys brought in some really interesting contrasting views about a lot of different things. And I think a lot of people who listen today may look at things in a new way, too, because we had some really interesting uh, points here. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Andy, Elio, thanks again, guys. It's uh, always good. Folks, we'll see you down the road. Also, keep your eyes out for the Real Quarantine Show archives, where we'll be pulling back some of our big-name guests, uh, some episodes we've done in the past. You'll see those posted up. Revisit some of the bigger names of wrestling that we've had on here. Uh, We've had up-and-comers We've had new guys old guys. We've had big guys and small guys. We've had them all and uh, Mm -hmm. we want to The thing is every one of them had a great voice and a great opinion and we've uh, All the shows we've done together me and Andy and Elio still enjoy this every week The fact to get to sit and talk with these people uh, about wrestling and fans you want to talk about wrestling, please feel free to write in ask us any questions ask us for uh, maybe guests you want to see i mean it's not like we got any pull and we can get anybody but hey <laughs> we'll give it a shot right and uh guys thanks again for joining us and we'll see you guys next week on the real quarantine show good night oh wait no stop it i'm not even going to do that we're going to do the stampede wrestling ending I want to I'm, it stay. For, I'm like uh, wait a minute what's going on yeah <laughs> get all greedy andy end us all with right. a good stampede wrestling ending
1: in the meantime And in between time, that's it. Another edition of The Real Quarantine Show. Bye-bye now.